Here's Steve, Steve Byrne calls me and Steve Byrne goes, you want to go to Israel? I go, why? <laughs> my response, right? He goes, it's free. They'll fly you out. You Come on. You didn't do birthright and pretended you were Jewish. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. No, but he said, um, no, the, the government, Israeli government is flying out like celebrities for free out there to do a tour for free. And it's on the house. They fly you first class, the whole thing. Wow. And I go, oh, who's going? He goes, it's going to be me, you, George Lopez, Jamie Chung, Brian Greenberg, her husband. I like him. I love him. I, I love Brian, right? And I go, it's free? And they go, yeah, it's not free. Because when you land there, they go, you have to every day tweet positive things about, about Israel. Israel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I just felt so uneasy. Uh, uneasy about it yeah but couldn't you just go what, why do you because you have because you have a lot of palestinian friends yeah i mean i know some you know what i mean i don't know much about it i just know that they're in conflict and it's just like but i did i did what they said but it's like the fucking wrath i got was insane insane what was some of the stuff you tweeted jews oh, just, jews good palestinians yeah. bad is that what you tweeted yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> jew number one build the wall higher what, it, like, what, no what? it was just basically you know oh um palestinians I uh, know uh, Israel's a beautiful country. Yeah, that's probably true. That's true. It though. is true, but then it's like I had to tag the government in it or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. The Israeli government? Yeah. Oh fuck, that's weird as shit. Yeah, and it was just like well, every he, day it was just nonstop. You were cucking for the Israeli government. Yeah, but I wish I hadn't gone really. All right, so welcome to the Stu Peter Show. My name is Paul Harrell, filling in for Stu. So as you see there, the information war is real. And we are possibly experiencing the zenith of the propaganda designed to shape the general public's opinion concerning the corrupt policies of our globalist overlords. In this specific instance, pro-war lobbies in Israel and the United States are wanting us to reject calls for peace and fully embrace and support the next great war in the Middle East. In wars of the past, the fog of war has always made it difficult to find reliable sources of information that aren't just pushing the propaganda of one side or the other. However, today the situation is much worse. With social media and debates over artificial intelligence, it's even more difficult to get to the truth. Last week, social media erupted over whether or not Israel bombed and destroyed a hospital. Now, the day after the attack, images of the hospital showed the building was still standing, and this fact was used to claim that the death toll was being exaggerated in the whole report, and anyone with questions about the attack or the U.S.-backed narrative was supporting terrorism and Hamas propaganda. The Palestinians still maintained that the blast killed 500 people and Israel was responsible for the attack. U.S. reports claim that the explosion only killed between 100 and 300 people, thank goodness. And uh, they continue to insist that Hamas fired a malfunctioning rocket that blew up their own hospital or the area around the hospital compound, just so we're clear. So last week, thanks to the pro-war mainstream media, Americans now believe the initial claims of Israeli war crimes and bombing a hospital was nothing more than Hamas propaganda. Sadly, this likely means people will succumb to their own confirmation bias and reject future explosions and news of massive civilian casualties as something not to worry about because we don't want to sympathize with terrorists. It's reminiscent of those who were against the U.S. proxy war with Russia and Ukraine. If you didn't support that war, neocons were quick to say that you must be a Russian totalitarian sympathizer. 
Likewise, if you don't fall in lockstep with the military-industrial complex's latest trendy new war, then you must love Hamas and terrorism. It's a preposterous yet predictable way to squash calls for peace and excuse the deaths of innocent civilians and children. And the psychological warfare seems to be working. So in the wake of the great Twitter debate last week over whether or not the Christian hospital was bombed by Hamas or Israel, at least 16 Christians and Muslims were killed in an explosion as they were sheltering at a Christian church in Gaza. Those who only get their news from the likes of Fox have probably never heard about this story, but some of the people among the dead were relatives of former Congressman Justin Amash. Amash took to Twitter and said, quote, I was really worried about this. With great sadness, I have now confirmed that several of my relatives, including Viola and Yara pictured here, were killed at the St. Porphyrus Orthodox Church in Gaza, where they had been sheltering when part of the complex was destroyed as the result of an Israeli airstrike. Give rest, O Lord, to their souls, and may their memories be eternal. The Palestinian Christian community, he goes on, has endured so much. Our family is hurting badly. May God watch over all Christians in Gaza and all Israelis and Palestinians who are suffering whatever their religion or creed, end quote. So when I read that, I wonder how many American Christians know there are, in fact, Christians living in Gaza who worship the one true God every Lord's Day just like we do here at home. It's not just a war between Muslims and Jews. Christians are being killed as well. Also, and uh, the pro-war lobby has a vested interest in keeping that fact from American Christians because they may start to ask uncomfortable questions. The information war doesn't stop there. Yesterday, Elijah Schaefer posted this X uh, to Twitter. Quote, I'm sorry, Twitter X, whatever they're calling it now. The government of Israel is paying for advertisements on X targeted in Western countries, USA, Australia, to raise support for their war against Hamas. Is this normal? Something seems way off about this, he says. Why would they target foreign nations with ads for their war? End quote. That's a very good question. And Owen Benjamin is a comedian who just released Noble Savage, his latest stand-up comedy special, which is available at owenbenjamin.com, and he joins us now to share more. Mr. Benjamin, thank you so much. Welcome back to the Stu Peter Show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up brought that up about the uh, Christian hospital and Christian churches because just their existence undercuts the entire narrative that these bloodthirsty Muslims are beheading Christians all the time in Palestine because it's not true. There's tons of uh, Christians and churches there. You know, it's it's totally insane. Yeah, I mean, and we're we're to- we're not getting. I mean, you know, I said at the very beginning, we've got the the fog of war, and it's always very difficult to get to, to the truth uh, when when one of these breaks out. Uh, but where where do you fall down on what the the latest thing? Elijah Schaefer, we have Israel advertising, trying to get support for the war in Western countries. I mean, they they're obviously dependent on us. They have to have uh, our support in order to continue, right? Yeah, it's like a product launch. I mean, I know I can sound cynical, but it's like they're launching a new smoothie at Jamba Juice. They're like, all right, here comes a war. Let's get our guys out there. You know, they're just launching a product. And uh, yeah, they need America America, because Israel has 7 million people. You know, how many of them are heterosexual? So that's 100,000 total people. They could potentially, (laughs) I mean, they're fruitcakes over there, man. Not to be a a but I don't think that Israel has a, a fighting force. And so they need Americans to go fight 
you know, Hezbollah, which has, you know, Iran has 90 million people. And they, you know, they have a great intelligence game, the Israelis, you know, Mossad and stuff like that. They're good at manipulation and manipulating information. And But what I see is nowadays everybody understands the power of the camera. Like they, the Israelis had a huge advantage when they were the only ones who appeared to understand the propaganda game. Like I did a whole sketch about uh, Pol Pot arguing with a, a Jewish gentleman about why no one cares about his genocide, you know? And the Jewish gentleman was explaining it's all about brand. He's like, you know, you gotta make movies. You gotta get a girl in a red dress. You gotta, you gotta sell it with soap. And Pol Pot's like, but I kill a million of people in jungle. It's like, but no one knows Pol Pot. You gotta sell it. <laughs> and so I think, I think one thing I see about, about this current thing is I think the, um, a lot of Muslims, a lot of Palestinians, a lot of uh, non-Zionist Christians are starting to understand the power of the narrative, the power of the image, the power of marketing, and the very bedrock of the Zionist you know, empire, which, which started with uh, Edward Bernays' crystallizing public support and all, this, uh, all the mind-blowing science about how to get people to believe something, which is what my dad taught at a university. Like, I know a ton about this stuff. Is starting to be used by a lot of people like you guys like me like we, we now understand that we can decentralize entertainment like why can't Stu peter's show be fox news it's like they don't they don't have anything on you guys like what my new special if anybody checks it out owenbenjamin.com it's netflix quality and we shot it in a tent you know it looks amazing because now we can decentralize and they don't have the same monopoly that they used to which i think is awesome now, it is available. I just want to make sure it's for free, right? On your website right now. It's now free. Yeah, we sold it for like three days and made all this money. And one of the guys, one of the camera guys wanted like partial ownership and he was creating this big, uh, this big uh, scene. So I, I refunded everyone and made it for free. And now he can have 100% of zero. Wow. I thought that was kind of a, a fun move. But it's actually been a blessing because now tons of people have watched it that might not have seen it because they can just spread it to family and friends. And it's non-PC comedy. It's like comedy if we didn't have these insane Marxist PC permanent victim classes. And it feels good. It's not, you know, you'll no matter what you are, no matter what your identity is, you'll leave watching. You'll watch a special and you'll feel better about life. And that was my... Uh, that was my goal. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I've said for a long time that, you know, this, I guess, I don't know, the, the political correctness, how it's infected uh, comedy. And, uh, comedy laughing together with other people brings you together, makes you feel, you know, closer, and uh, you, you find the common interest there. And I think the left or, you know, just those who are uh, woke or they're, you know, giving into this totalitarian attack on speech, they don't want that. They, that stands in complete contrast. So we can't laugh. Matter of fact, C.S. Lewis wrote in Screwtape Letters, uh, describing the attributes of, of the demons. It says they hate laughter, human laughter, because they don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they hate yeah, it. They hate exactly. joy. Um, yeah. But but back to uh, back to this this war. Okay, so the Ukraine uh, proxy war, the support for that. I mean, I, I feel like as a movement, especially in the digital uh, sphere, we had really won, for lack of a better term, in getting the word out that the, the, the neocon narrative, the military-industrial complex narrative, I mean, the, the public support was turning against funding the war in Ukraine. Um, there were still people with the Ukraine flag in their profile pics, but it was waning. 
And then all of a sudden, if you had poll-tested a war in the Middle East where Israel was directly targeted or, or directly under threat, it would have poll-tested through the roof. And here we go. So, I don't know. Is it a coincidence? Have you looked into any of the uh, intelligence failures that you know supposedly happened to allow Hamas to attack Israel in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I again, I might sound cynical, but I worked and lived in Hollywood at a high level for 16 years, and I mean, I wonder if uh, the writer's strike kind of screwed this war up because the the script is so bad. It's like paragliding baby butchers go through an iron dome to a gay orgy or a gay uh, rave. That's literally the narrative. There, so there's a gay rave happening. And then paragliders, like with unibrows and flip-flops, come through the Iron do uh, Dome and for hours just go door-to-door -door shooting dogs and beheading babies. It's like, that's such bad script writing. Like, not only do I not buy into this emotionally, but I'm just like, yeah, Israel, I mean, I live in North Idaho. One Home Depot could shoot, shoot down all the paragliders. Like, my like, they're just going seven miles an hour. It's just like, how is that even possible? And so the most highly militarized country in the world where there's IDF everywhere, there's technology, the Iron Dome says they can spot a hummingbird. And and so dudes just come in on, on paragliders. I mean, that's so stupid. They're beheading. And then they just come up with these horror scenarios. They're like, oh, they're beheading unborn babies. I'm like, what is it, Planned Parenthood? That's right. And they're like, oh, no. I'm like, Dude, I mean, Planned Parenthood does that every single day, and you don't care. You actually tell me that I'm not allowed to have an uh, opinion because I don't have a vagina. I'm like, you're the same people now screeching about baby murder. I'm like, this is all. That's why I don't think it's working because they're doing the same script they did with 9-11 where it's like, you know, terror. Uh, actually, man, it's crazy how it works on anyone. I've seen people that it works on. Like, if you call someone a terrorist, there's a there's a demographic in America that's like, yeah, do anything you want to them. And I find that yes. shocking. Yeah, I saw that during COVID, too. It's like I never wore a mask. Like I, I just would never, no matter what the conflict was. I'm like, you're not putting a mask on my face. And the the people that fell for it blew my mind, like people that I know know better. And I am seeing that a little bit now. Not as bad. Like I am seeing that this one isn't landing like some of the past manipulations, but the fact it works on anyone is is my because even no matter what it is, why is it our business? Like, why do we have to fight the wars of these like of these people? You know, this little country that can't get along with anybody that just keeps stealing people's houses and start. And I tweeted, I go, if someone like me is defending the brown people, you got a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm standing, I'm like defending Palestinians, and I'm like, it's I just find that hilarious. I mean, what about the prospects of World War III here? I mean, you had, over the weekend, you had a report that, okay, you know, China is sending a warship. And then that was quickly, I think that was community noted on X, uh, saying, well, actually, it's been in the area for a while. It's just moved position a little bit. Um, with Hezbollah, Iran, people are saying Egypt, they're saying that if, if Gaza does, or if Israel does go into Gaza and it's really bad, that Egypt is not going to stand by. And if Egypt gets involved, then the rest of the Muslim nations get involved. I mean, could we be looking at World War III and here, Russia. or is that just hyperbole? And Russia, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, no, I think we're already in World War III. I don't, per this might sound a little controversial, but I don't believe nukes are what they claim. So I never worry about nukes because uh, I, I think the fallout narrative is uh, like a fear tactic. So I don't really, but are we well, in Well, they had World some War really III? good cameras. They had some really good cameras back in the day. Uh <laughs> Uh, have you seen my have you seen my tweet about that? It got like 30 million views. Yes, I, I saw and everybody it, yeah. was spiraling. But like the blast was coming from the direction of the camera and the 1940s camera couldn't like was fine during a nuclear blast. Anyway, yeah. So um, I think a lot of it has to do with the financial system, like the BRICS versus SWIFT. And, uh, you know, you have Brazil, Russia, India, China. And then now, you know, there was South Africa, but now Saudi Arabia and uh and and that's the whole thing. And so now you have the the Muslims versus you know it, it presents itself as this holy war, but Russia is a very Christian country, and they're now giving support to Palestine. So it really isn't like I, I think that we're already in World War Three, and just more fronts are going to open up, and it has to do with the 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 fall of America as the center of the world when it comes to diplomacy and uh, the financial system. So the you war, that, like, go ahead. No, that would when that when when they tried to kick uh, Russia out of SWIFT and do all that stuff to them financially, and it didn't work. It's kind of like when the mob boss puts a hit out on somebody that that questions them, and it doesn't work. It's like then a lot more people start thinking, "Oh, we got a shot at this thing." Yeah, you know, because the the great American dollar. Uh, tried to stomp on Russia and Russia's economy did better. And so that's a that's a problem for the, the central bank of the West. Yeah. So it's like an emergency war. You know, it's in the glass case. They're breaking it open to try to preserve their power. I, I completely agree with you. I think the BRICS situation, the financial collapse of the West and the rise of BRICS, they're wanting to back their currency with gold. I do kind of think that's what this all, all is about. Likewise, the national debt. I used to, you know, I used to think Back when I started, uh, you know, in talk radio, you know, a decade ago, I used to think, you know, the national debt. Oh, it's you know, twelve trillion. I remember when it was twelve trillion. Now it's thirty trillion. Nothing bad has happened, right? So there's clearly people up there that know something we don't know. So I, I think something like the national debt could also be used. As, you know, it doesn't really matter until they want it to matter, because I mean, if you owe a trillion, if you know how much a trillion dollars actually is, just the gargantuan amount of one trillion dollars. Then, then you know you realize we have really no hope of paying this off, and so I think uh, you know a financial collapse you know, could also be used to try to preserve the power uh, of the financial uh, elite. But at the same time, if you've got this you know competing financial system, that's got to go first before you can you know try to have some sort of reset. Owen Benjamin, I'll give you the last word, sir. Go ahead. No, I think you're right, and I think it's kind of funny that the uh, the quote unquote Jewish. Uh, kingdoms last 80 years and that's the same as the debt cycle you know it's like every 80 years they like they cycle the debt and it's if you look at uh you know american revolution and then the civil war and then 1929 and then blah 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 and this one's been pushed out as long as they can hold on until they have to reset the debt and reestablish the gold standard and i think that's why they're so angry at islam is because of the financial aspect of sharia law which is all money has to be silver or gold, which is originally biblical law, but they maintained it. And I think that really bothers people that try to make money out of nothing. Oh, yeah. That's a really, really good point. Owen Benjamin, we really appreciate it. Uh, OwenBenjamin.com, your latest comedy special, available for free. Noble Savage. Go check it out. It's great to meet you, sir. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All righty, folks, the Stu Peter Show rolls on. Don't go anywhere back here in just a moment. We're seeing unprecedented criminal tax hikes, hyperinflation, a full-blown recession, and it's all part of the grand plan. The billions of dollars that Biden keeps sending to that corrupt, fake Ukraine. The trillions in new taxes that he wants to shove down your throat. The electronic banking system crash, resetting everybody to zero. Checking accounts, savings accounts, 401ks, IRAs, all of it. Zero. But you don't have to be a victim. Protect your money and get up to $10,000 in free silver to do it when you call my friends at GoldCo. GoldCo has helped to protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people like you and me. And now they're offering you up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account just for being a supporter of The Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect your 50 grand or a half a million or even more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from our out-of-control, corrupt corporate crime syndicate. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD. Or go to goldco.com slash stew. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary, poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. That's because Big Pharma's evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is. And they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano-antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS-60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter C, dot com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code StuPeters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. And welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. I'm Paul Harrell. So it's been weeks since Congressman Matt Gates made the motion to vacate the Speaker's chair. The legislative maneuver has sent Washington, D.C. into a frenzy. And contrary to what you have heard, that is not a bad thing. In fact, and I'm sure the National Congressional Approval Rating backs this up, most Americans are probably relieved that Congress isn't doing the business of the people because that's a lie. They only do the business of themselves and their donors. They do not love or care for the people they claim to represent. Many of them actually hate the people. 5D chess conspiracy theories aside, each day they aren't able to carry out their self-serving decade-long plans is a win for the American people. 
But at some point, there will be a new Speaker of the House. To date, Jim Jordan is out, and now the rhinos are pushing swamp creature Tom Emmer. Additionally, Congressman Byron Donalds has also announced he will seek the gavel. According to reports, Donald says that he will release all of the J6 footage that is shrouded in secrecy as J6 prisoners rot in D.C. gulags. Let's not forget that McCarthy said the same thing and was lying the entire time. McCarthy released some footage to former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who was fired a short time later for being ridiculously popular with American viewers while at the same time asking honest questions and not marching to the Mockingbird media's identical nightly news narratives. For more on the Speaker's race now, we turn to veteran and former 2022 GOP congressional candidate from Ohio, J.R. Majewski. So, J.R. Majewski, who do you think is going to be Speaker of the House? Well, right now, I'm not sure if anybody has the um, the energy to, to get the votes that they need. But, you know, I'm pulling for Byron Donalds. I've been a fan of Byron's and a friend of Byron's uh, since my 2022 uh, congressional run. I think he's one of the most stand-up guys that I've met in Washington, D.C. I think he has the skill set and the, uh, the political bandwidth to pull it off. I just hope that you know some of these moderates uh, stop taking their ball and running home with it every night. So we've got Kevin McCarthy now who has come out and endorsed Tom Emmer. And, you know, that still carries with it all of this weight. And it's so frustrating, you know, being an actual, you know, America first conservative that, you know, the former speaker is somehow going to have a say in selecting who the new speaker is going to be. You know, that's that's frustrating considering, you know, he promised to release the J6 tapes and he and he didn't. And, you know, generally he's just been working against conservative Republicans. I know specifically in the primary, he was working against you. And it's one of the reasons that you didn't, uh, you know, you didn't eke out a victory in Ohio. Right, right. I think I think that's the that that's the creed in, in Washington, D.C. right now. I mean, you have the America first folks that are listening to their constituents and and want to pass single issue legislation. They want to close the border and they want to do right by the people that elected them into office. And then you have you know, this this entirely different faction of Washington, D.C. that are loyal to their lobbyists or loyal to special interests. And they're not they don't care what their constituents think about them. I mean, look at um, Representative Bacon over the weekend and into late last week. Some of the things that he was saying in exchanges with, uh, you know, just regular members of uh, the, you know, the American population. Um, th- these folks just don't care. And McCarthy is is definitely going to have his hands in, I think, anybody that is not a well-known, well-renowned America First candidate like Byron. Okay, so defend defend Byron Donaldson a little bit, or or I guess why why should uh, why should Byron Donalds Donalds be Speaker in your opinion? Well, I think Byron again, his he he's been loyal to the America First movement. He he's been loyal to his constituents. He doesn't live in a you know one hundred. He doesn't live in a highly red Republican district. Yet he stands up for. Republican values and conservative values. The people in Florida love the guy. I've met him, and um, you know he's one of the most stand-up people that I've ever met. He 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 gave me some some tips on um, you know what to do, how to behave, and who to watch out for in Washington D.C. Didn't have to do that, but he did, and uh, he did that because we share the same level of values. And um, you know I, I think he has what it takes to stand up to the establishment. And you know he he said during the speaker running. In January, you know, he's 6'2", 275 pounds. He's not scared of Kevin McCarthy. And that is that, that that's seldom seen. I mean, we all know Kevin McCarthy is the type of guy that operates a, a, a fiefdom in D.C. based on blackmail. And I, I would say that Byron Donalds is a pretty clean guy. And again, not intimidated. <laughs> 
that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Uh, the, you know, blackmail is the name of the game. I mean, we've seen that. Uh, I've, I've actually never heard Kevin McCarthy implicated in it, but uh, just in terms of you know Epstein Island and everything like that. I mean, that was clearly just a blackmail operation. And I know Stu on this program has said many times that all of these guys you know, likely have dirt on each other. And that's why nothing ever gets done. I mean, at the opening of my monologue, I was just talking about how they they seem to hate the people. They never do anything that's actually good for us. The policies that they're advocating now, you can't even argue are good for the American people. Open borders. We're going to get involved in another foreign war, it looks like, with you know Israel, Gaza, Palestine. Uh, could be World War Three. At the same time, we're going to continue backing Zelensky in Ukraine, the you know the leather-clad uh, uh, guy in Ukraine. And then you've got China and and Taiwan that might happen. Uh, at the same time, all this is happening. Our financial system is under threat of collapse. We have the BRICS nations that want to back their currency with gold. We have the again the open border where all of these immigrants are coming over that now may be sympathetic to some of these other governments. All of this happening at the same time, J.R. Majewski, that Americans are having trouble feeding themselves because of inflation when they go to the grocery store. So, I mean, people are frustrated. And, you know, the dysfunction in D.C., you know, if it's real, to me, you know, it sounds like a good idea for the American people because when they're not doing and enacting their plans, you know, it's it's uh, better for us. Although I do know that I do know the border is going to be secure or needs to be secure, but I don't really think anybody's going to actually do that. Maybe a Byron Donalds would do it if he got in power. I think he's the best chance we have, right? And you know what I would say is that the American people understand right now that it's going to be hard to get anything through a, a Democratic Senate. It's definitely going to be hard to get anything through the executive branch with that idiot president that we have. But damn, do they just want these folks to try? Right. Yeah. They should be trying. They should be flooding. I mean, you know, you, you look at um, my fellow Ohioan and, and friend of mine, J.D. Vance. I mean, he's out there putting he's putting legislation forward. He, he knows it's not going to pass, but he's standing up for what his constituents are demanding of him. And, you know, it, they're actually not demanding. They're just having conversations with him because he's putting his best foot forward and he's listening to them. And, you know, if we don't have enough members of Congress that are doing that. They forget where, where they came from the, the minute they get off the plane. Uh, at Reagan or, or, excuse me, at Dulles or any of these other airports. They, they, they just totally forget, you know, the people that, that put them there. And I hope that this, what we get out of this is is a, a much more well-informed uh, populace because right now the only people that are paying attention, you know, are the ones that were the ones screaming the loudest, but, you know, these, these folks are taking advantage of the public that is, uh, you know, chasing other balloons that, you know, the Democratic Party or just the establishment is putting in front of them. What about the witch hunt of President Donald Trump and everything that the Congress could do to essentially declaw all of these deep state plans, you know, to try to put him in jail or kick him off the ballot? Uh, would Byron Donald's, you know, work to that end to essentially try to end or defund some of these witch hunts? I believe he would, yes. I mean, I think he, you know, he, he's been... You know, somebody that has been uh, very, very close with Donald Trump you know, during his presidency, after the presidency and during you know, the stolen election. And yeah, I, I, I see Byron as someone that um, ha- has a very, you know, he has a very deep sense of, uh, of touch with with us. And, you know, not not only his constituents, but just the America first you know, populist movement. He, he seems to be very, very well in tune with us. So you know, there's been a couple of decisions that, you know, one could argue, you know, that he's made. But 
I would chalk it up to Byron playing chess because he understands the opponents that he's working against and Kevin McCarthy and you know, Tom Emmer. And you, you could just name, you know, 40 or 50 of them. But, you know, I, I think that his decisions have been um, all intended to uh, ensure that we have a speaker and, and a member of the America First Movement managing and leading the, the House because that's what we need. I want to exp- I want to expand on on, uh, on on Trump a little bit. Uh, obviously, here on the Stu Peter Show, we don't shy away from criticizing you know the former president uh, when we think he's done wrong. You know, telling continue to tell people the vaccine was good, take the vaccine. You know, the vaccine was a bioweapon. Uh, but one of the policies I think is inarguably what was good for the American people under the Trump administration was that we didn't start any new wars. Yeah. Now, yeah. here we are. I mean, the foreign policy, it, it's just night and day. I mean, we're involved in, Ukra- involved in Ukraine. Uh, we, we've got World War III about to break out because of the, the Middle East. I mean, it's just absolutely insane uh, where we were versus where we are uh, today. And so, I, honestly, the foreign policy accomplishments of Donald Trump are, I think, one of the main reasons that they hate him. I mean, they, and I, we were just talking about this with comedian Owen Benjamin in the last segment about how, it's almost like some of these people, they need war. Obviously, it's great for business. It's great for the government contractors and everything else. But we're in the midst of a crashing U.S. dollar or a crashing financial system, potentially. And it's almost like they need this war to preserve their power. What do you, what do you think about that kind of logic? I think it's, um, if you're a student of history, you'll know that FDR did the exact same thing. And the Democratic Party loves to compare Joe Biden to FDR. FDR was on the brink of... of, of losing we were on the brink of losing this country he goaded us into, into war with japan and um he, he got us into the, into the second world war in order to push the the new deal and and get some of his commitments to the people that put him in office which obviously weren't the voters um you know he, the american people at that point in time weren't necessarily sold on the war we had veterans still that uh, weren't unemployed and, and homeless from the first world war and you know here we have a democratic president marching us into the second world war you know, just because he was essentially looking to push his agenda. So I wouldn't say that uh, this is a, a foreign idea. Uh, the Democrats tend to wash and recycle and reuse, uh, you know, some of the things that they've done in history. It, it's just unfortunate that the Republican Party seems to be inching closer and closer and closer to their side and, and uh, you know, yeah. helping them push this stuff well, forward instead yeah. of recognizing the history and standing firm against it. Isn't it a, a wild coincidence that, uh, we had, and I say we, just as you know, the conservative, uh, you know, people who are anti-war, on on on, who people who are on the right, America first. We had successfully, essentially, beaten back the Ukraine-Russia war narrative, and the tide had turned. The people weren't supporting it anymore as much. Uh, and then, if you'd have poll tested a conflict, if you'd have poll tested a conflict between uh, in the Middle East where Israel was directly threatened. It, it's the one war that would essentially make us have to relearn all of these lessons that we've learned over the last two, three years all over again. Isn't that a wild coincidence that now it we is. have a new Middle East war? It is. And, and you know, going back to your point earlier, though, with, with President Trump, I think, you know, what, what America can't be everything to everybody, especially when we have a leader that, you know, can't even sustain what we have here at home. And I think that's where... Um, you know, candidates like myself and other, you know, America First uh, members of Congress are, are 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 just screaming at the top of their lungs that you know we have children dying every day in this country. We have uh, you know illegal immigrants coming across the border in Mexico and in Canada. I mean, I'm in Ohio, right, and I know that. Uh, 
Um, you, we, we need to take care of our home. We can't, you know, we can't run to the neighbor's house and, and scream about how dirty their, their, their kitchen is if, uh, you know, ours is a mess. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's more than about the mess though. It's about your ability to feed the kids, right? It's about your ability to clothe the kids. And right now we just don't have that. So for us, the metal, you know, in, in foreign wars at this point, I, I don't want to see any, you know, anyone die. I, I don't think anybody's advocating for that, but you know, we cannot sustain the uh, idea of the United States of America if you know we stretch ourselves so thin that we you know become um, defenseless. And and you know there, there's other countries out there that of significant power that would love to have an opportunity to attack the United States. And I hope the American people see that on on our own terms and not under duress. Absolutely, I, I appreciate it. J.R. Uh, Marjuski. And I also appreciate the comparisons between Biden and FDR. You know, the only question is, does Biden have a wheelchair? We just don't know about it, right? <laughs> it's very possible uh, yeah. he spends his days off camera in a wheelchair. Yeah. Right? Well, so, it's obvious It's obvious he has, he has relatives that are financially benefiting from his place in office, though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the Stu Peter Show, sir. Thank you, sir. Glad to be Alrighty. here. All Folks, Stu Peter Show, we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Here's a surprising fact. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar after eating. When I talk about blood sugar, a lot of people oftentimes tune it out because they think it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone needs to understand. One of the biggest keys to optimal health is having balanced blood sugars. Spikes in blood sugar force your pancreas to work harder and are associated with things like weight gain and even risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, the boys at Bioptimizers have a blood sugar optimization product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And I don't think I'm overstating my case when I say it's revolutionary. Simply take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal and your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles to be used as fuel instead of turning them into fat. As a result, you'll enjoy more stable energy without the post-meal crash. It also will improve your overall health. You have to try it. For an exclusive offer, go to bioptimizers.com slash SP. Again, that's bioptimizers.com slash SP. What if I told you there was a hostile alien species that controls your appetite, sleep, and focus? Invaders that urinate and defecate throughout your body whenever they are hungry. We call them parasites, and they are the root cause of many health issues that result in pain, suffering, and death. The Purge is our solution. Purge Suddenly offers a unique blend of 17 detoxifying ingredients, including black walnut hull and wormwood, scientifically proven to not only kill parasites, but to destroy and flush them out. If you've never gone through a parasite cleanse or didn't do it the right way, our proven formula prepares you for a complete and total victory. Increased alertness, weight loss, and clear skin are just a few of the potential benefits customers have reported back kill the parasites destroy their eggs and build a big beautiful wall inside your body to keep them out it is time to purge suddenly it's you or them make your move now heart disease and blood clots and strokes and kidney failure all things that a sane person would fear and all things that can be found on the back of an ibuprofen bottle as potential side effects to top it all off, ibuprofen doesn't even get to the main cause of your pain and swelling problems. It's only temporary pain relief. It's only masking the true problem, which is inflammation. This isn't a solution to your pain, but you can find one right now at StopMyInflammation.com. Go to StopMyInflammation.com and learn more about why researchers are saying to add this Antarctic super nutrient to your diet. I'm talking about omega-3 fatty acids, but not just any form of omegas, no. 
These are omega-3 fatty acids sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content from krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, and brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. In fact, it outperforms ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol, and it doesn't have the dangerous side effects that we mentioned earlier. Better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path and a krill oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Just go to StopMyInflammation.com right now. Go to StopMyInflammation.com. And welcome back to the Stu Peter Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for Stu. So Joe Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken are pushing for Israel to expand into Gaza in response to the brutal attacks by Hamas. However, there appears to be a small hiccup. Many of the staff working in the State Department are woke liberals who are fully committed to traditional Democrat policies. Think of a Tea Party politician, the outrage if a Tea Party politician back in the day would have voted to raise taxes, if you want like a Republican comparison. So aside from the hypocrisies of these Democrat State Department officials fully supporting the proxy war in Ukraine, believe it or not, there was a time when the left in this country was against war and bloodshed. The hardcore lefties at the State Department are old enough to remember that for decades, Democrats have advocated for and been more sympathetic to the plight of the Palestinians than the Jews in Israel. Likewise, traditional political talking points on the Republican side of the aisle have been more in the Israel camp, although that is currently changing as being against the death of innocent children on either side of the Israel-Gaza border is back in style. A longtime State Department official named Josh Paul resigned last week over the United States' backing of the Israeli war in Gaza. So there appears to be a mutiny within the State Department. Here's how the leftists over at the Huffington Post reported on this issue. Quote, the negativity is surfacing in a variety of ways. One official described peers as depressed and angry about it all, while another said some staff are experiencing resignation. That official recalled a colleague in tears during a meeting over their view that U.S. policy statements emphasize support for Israel over the lives of Palestinians, end quote. That being said, certainly Israel has the right to respond and hunt down Hamas for the brutal attack, but can they do it without committing war crimes? And does anybody care to answer that question? Well, Peter Quinones is the host of the Peter Quinones Show, and he joins us now to talk more about this issue. Peter, welcome to the Stu Peter Show. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. So what's your reaction to what I just said? I'm not shocked. It's the monster you built coming back to kill you. And I think what we're seeing is... and. It's what, what there was a poll recently put out about um, as far as age went and generation support for Israel. And it went from boomers to 81 from 81 percent and then down to Zoomers. It's about 27 percent. And there are a host of reasons that that could be. Maybe one of them is that when you're promoting people to not go to church and not not seek out faith where a lot of people in this country learn to be pro-Israel in Protestant churches, non-liturgical Protestant churches, then you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's just coming back to bite you. And that has to do with a lot of the woke stuff, too, is they see 
they look at the Palestinians as they look at the American Indians. They see them as they were colonized by this white group. And so now they look at Israel as the aggressor. And while a lot of the people who you could say push this agenda um, were in power and would be very pro-Israel or Zionist themselves, the agenda of the woke, you see that it comes back and it, uh, everyone, every once in a while it's going to come back and bite you. And wow. I think that's what we're seeing right now. And I think that Josh Paul, who doesn't look like a Zoomer, this is very interesting because he, he gave one interview after he quit to PBS and what they talked about in in uh, in the PBS interview was what they call in the State Department Leahy vetting when it comes to giving uh, to providing arms to foreign powers. And what he said was, when it comes to Israel, there is no Leahy. There really is no Leahy vetting. Historically, they do it with Egypt. They do it with with Saudi. Um, because they want to find out, are there certain groups within the country who may get their hands on these weapons? And the interviewer asked Josh Paul, and he said, are you saying that there are forces within the IDF itself, the Israeli Defense Forces, that the State Department looks at and worries that they may be renegade, renegade or rogue? And Josh Paul said, yes. So yeah. this is it's this is very it's interesting times to say the least. Very much so, and you also have this this clip on Twitter that's uh, resurfaced from Ron Paul back in I think 2009, claiming that Israel had a hand in creating Hamas, uh, and so you talk about things coming back to bite you uh, as well. Um, but it's interesting. I had heard the comparison. I want to. That's a fascinating thing that you said about this the wokeness is essentially backfired because i had heard the comparison already that you know you have a lot of american american jews that continue to vote democrats and they're voting now with the same people the same young people that continue to vote democrat that are not backing israel in this right they are they're, again they're more sympathetic to the plight but what i had not heard before was the the the, the going to church going to what you called non-liturgical churches where they have learned uh this uh this Zionism, if you will, that is essentially kind of, you know, part and parcel with, you know, the whole package uh, uh, of the church. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, people's eschatology, how they interpret, you know, the, the book of Revelation, uh, you know, what happened at 70 AD with the destruction of the temple or what didn't happen. I mean, you know, it, you can get, you can really get into the weeds here. I've debated eschatology, you know, on, on different sides uh, throughout my Christian life, you know. Uh, but that is fascinating. I had I had never thought of that in discouraging people to go to church, which is what they've done. So they're they're not they haven't gotten uh, this level of indoctrination to just uh, support support Israel. I mean that's that's fascinating. What about World War Three? I mean, are we on the cusp of World War Three? Some people say it's already started. Ron Paul said that World War Three started the moment that that bullet went through John F. Kennedy's brain. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I think we, I think World War Three is ongoing. I think what we may be looking at right now is World War Four, and I think what you're, what this possibly could be is, well, when you look at Gaza, so what are they saying about Gaza right now? If as much as you can believe anything that's coming out of there is that Hamas is holed up in tunnels, 
Okay, so if Hamas is holed up in tunnels and basically you have civilians up top, you know, the argument now is, are those civilians even human? Because if they voted for Hamas and they support Hamas and all they want to do is kill Jews and Christians, even though Christians live among them and live peaceful lives among them, which is just basically propaganda. Um, it's also propaganda to say they just want to that all of them just want to kill Jews. But the the argument is they voted for Hamas. It's the same reason why um, the bombing of Dresden killing you know up to 200,000 people in a day is OK because they voted for him. You know, so the argument now is, what do you do and how do you fight this war? And I think that's the question. I think we're at the point where we might be looking at possibly a robotic war. Is anybody going to want to go down into those tunnels? Um, mm. There are aquifers down there and the aquifers, from what I understand, um, provide all the water to the water to Gaza. Um, I've heard people talk about poisoning the aquifers. Well, if you poison the aquifers, now you've poisoned the, I mean, that piece of land becomes uninhabitable, uninhabitable right. forever. Okay. Where do these people go? Well, they're probably going to go to Egypt. And if they go to Egypt, where are the Egyptians going to send them? They're going to send them to the U.S. military bases in Egypt. And what are the U.S., what's the U.S. military going to do? Probably send them here. Mm -hmm. So either way, we're going to lose, we're going to lose this. But as far as World War III goes, I don't see, Israel is not going to even a tactical nuke. It's their land. It's their country. That's what people don't realize. People look at Gaza like another country mm. or something. No, the fence around it is a prison fence. It's not a, a border. Um, they're basically nuking themselves, especially if you get a good westerly, northwesterly wind. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't see the World War Three thing happening. I know a lot of people talked about that with Ukraine. Um, I saw a better... I thought that that could happen in Ukraine more, more so just because of the rhetoric and the um, basically NATO taking shots at taking shots at American uh, NATO taking shots at Russians there and the war on the ground. And now that's I mean, who, who even talks about Ukraine anymore? That's like the side piece. And Israel's always been the wife. So, yeah, I don't I don't see World War Three. I think. I think World War Three is happening. I think this is World War Four, and I'm getting the idea from things that I'm seeing, and the way people like Tucker Carlson and General and General Douglas uh, McGregor are talking, like this may be a a United States inter-Protestant Catholic against Jewish power war. You see people like Douglas McGregor, and you see. Tucker Carlson using terms like Zionist, using terms like neocon, and you know, and you just instinctively know what they're saying. And Douglas McGregor says something like, "A lot of these neocons families come from Ukraine, come from one section of Ukraine. They're all but saying the word Jew because they can't." And it seems like there may be a battle behind the scenes between Protestant elites and Jewish elites for power, and. When you look at someone like Josh Paul retiring, Josh Paul seems to be a Christian to me. Everything I could research from him, all the quotes I've seen of people coming out of um, that are against the war in the State Department, any any kind of warnings I've seen, even warnings that were in the article, um, are from Gentile Gentile voices. I'm wondering, there might be an elite war going on here that we're not aware of that. The Protestant, you know, historical Protestantism in this country 
may be like, okay, we're sick of them having all this power and all this influence that Israel, you know, the Israel lobby in this country just controls everything. And when you see people actively and openly basically saying, saying the word Jew and also using code words for it and people in the press, it makes you wonder because I'm somebody who ascribes to elite theory. I don't believe the populace, uh, you know, 85% of the people in in 2008 didn't want the banks bailed out. They got bailed out anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares what the what the majority does in this country. Mm-hmm. It's always an elite group that's pa- that's that's in power. It's always an elite group that's pushing things in their direction. You just hope that the elites are on your side and they're pushing it in a direction you like. I think there's an elite war going on right now and um, I think there's a lot of evidence for it, and I think it's Protestant, even Catholicism, against against um, Jewish power in this country. It's, it's again, that's absolutely fascinating um, because I, I've had I've had similar thoughts, but I've never heard it put quite like that. Um, because we do have the Israel, the Israel lobby is very very powerful here in in the United States of America. Basically, I mean, you could just say the f- foreign involvement in our politics has never been mm-hmm. higher, and there's really no way to police it, or there's no teeth in any of the laws. You die, you know, the late Dianne Feinstein was being driven around by a Chinese spy for for a long long time, and nobody, <laughs> you know, nobody thought to well, make. Did that you see news. the picture? Did- not, not to interrupt you, but did you see the picture of they celebrated, the White House celebrated all of the Jewish members of the White House, um, of Biden's White House, and they just basically filled the whole stairs of the White House? Imagine if they were Chinese. Mm-hmm. Imagine if all of those faces, imagine if 80% of his cabinet was Chinese. People would be asking questions. Yeah. What the reason they don't ask questions about this is because they you're not allowed to see. Well, they're not allowed to, but they also have been they've also it's been it's been put in their brain that these are our friends. Oh, if that if that country over there didn't exist, imagine what that region of the world would look like. Well, let's imagine what that region of the world would look like. Let's just go back when when Zionists weren't going there to colonize. Is there is there is there a difference? And do you think there's a difference in your opinion between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism? Um, sure, sure. I mean, I get accused of being anti-Semitic all the time, and I'm just one of those people who's like, you can call me whatever you want. I just understand that Zionism is, it's, it's, Zionism seems to be the focus of what seeks to control power in this country. And you saw it before. I mean, like, like I talk about how, you know, if you look at the first Iraq war, the second Iraq war, Afghanistan, I mean, these are basically all wars for Israel. I mean, you can trace that. It's very easy to trace. But even if you look at World War One, it was Jewish power that was pushed, that pushed to get, um, there was the Jew, there were Jewish groups in England who said, get us the Balfour Declaration and we'll get the United States into World War One. So wow. they gave him the Balfour Declaration, basically handing him over. World War II, how did World War II start? Well, Germany invaded Poland. No, Churchill started World War II. Why did Churchill start World War II? Because he, because he was a drunk and somebody who was always broke, and he was financed by the focus group. What was the focus group? Jewish power, early Zion, proto-Zionism. Basically, when you look at and when you look at the people who started World War One and World and World War One, these were just the proto-Zionists. Up, I mean, 
you can go back. I mean, I've studied a lot of Jewish history. I've studied 2000 years of Jewish history and Jewish people tend to insinuate themselves into power and never really take power. But this but this century, it seems like in this century, they've done everything they could to take power and use Zionism, the, which is like, like the hyper version of God's chosen people. But yet only 20 percent of Israel is religious, 80 percent. When you ask them about their religious faith, they it's waffling. It's all over the place. You don't know, really know what it is. Um, I mean, I think that Zionism had to have a genesis, and I think it was in Jewish supremacy, God's chosen people, yada yada. Um, but when I look at the when I look at the world right now, the you know my friends who are Jewish who are just trying to live their lives and get along, I don't look at them as you know, creating all the problems in the country. Um, but I look at the look at a, sta a state like Israel, which has insinuated itself into everything. Every, I mean, people talk about the ADL. I mean, I, he's Jonathan Greenblatt recently said that the ADL is just a small nonprofit. <laughs> they they basically do the bidding. They do the bidding of Israel. And he's for he's for open borders. You know, if you if you yeah. want secure borders in America, you're a white supremacist. But that policy is is complete opposite policy when it comes to Israel and Gaza. I mean, he he wants secure borders there. Uh, just giant hypocrisy yeah. all the way around. Uh, l yeah. Last question, and then we're going to have to go. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. I, I just want to reiterate what we mentioned earlier in the program when we were talking to comedian Owen Benjamin. There's a lot of American Christians that have no idea that a Christian church was impacted by an airstrike killing 16 people in, in the building, Christian uh, uh, Congressman Justin Amash's family uh, members, relatives, died. Okay, there are they're just people that have no idea that Christianity is allowed to exist in Gaza at all. And uh, I just find that fascinating. And I find if more American Christians knew that, it might at least make them start asking questions that the ruling elites would consider uncomfortable ones. What are your thoughts on that? I think younger Christians, I think older Christians have basically sold out to the fact that if we're going to trick God into sending Jesus back by getting a third temple built and reinstituting sacrifices in Israel. And I think a lot of those older Christians, you know, people in my family, people in my family, people close to me who read their Schofield Bible and look in the notes and it says that all these things have to happen before Jesus comes back. Well, it's just basically like Christian Talmudism. It's like you're going to trick God. You know, the Talmud was created to get around the laws of God. We're going to find a way to get around his laws so that he won't be mad at us. We'll trick him. And this is just another way to trick him. And I think a lot of those older Christians, um, they want Jesus to come back so bad that they're willing to overlook genocide wow. if it has to happen. I don't, I don't know about younger Christians. You know, I mean, when you look at like liturgical uh, Protestant faiths like... Um, Lutheran, like LCMS, Lutheranism, Missouri Synod, they don't teach this Christian Zionism. Catholicism doesn't teach a Christian Zionism. Orthodox, Eastern Orthodoxy doesn't teach Christian Zionism. It's these Protestant Baptist church of, you know, churches like that, that teach it. Even Presbyterian, like Presbyterian Church of America doesn't teach that. But it's like the Baptist churches and the independent churches that are just all over this. And 
I honestly believe that if they thought that Jesus could come back in their lifetime by getting that third temple built and completely supporting Israel, they would support the murder of every Palestinian there. And I don't know how you can call yourself a Christian and support and support Israel. I don't know how you can do it. Tough talk. Peter Quinones uh, from the Peter Quinones Show. Thank you so much uh, for your insight. It's been enlightening, sir. I appreciate it, Mr. Harrell. Thank you. Yes. Stu, uh, the Stu Peter Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash Stu. Again, that's VNSH.com slash Stu. Again, VNSH.com slash Stu. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told. But there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org today. Everybody knows that eating fruits and vegetables is really important. If you don't want to be a fat, obese slob, if you want to have the energy that you need, get the antioxidants and the minerals that you need. Yeah, fruits and vegetables. Any good doctor will tell you six cups of each every single day. Who in the hell has time for that? Cut up six heads of broccoli or cauliflower. What do I eat? Brussels sprouts, cucumbers. What are the best for me? How about the sugars and the fruits? Do these have the antioxidants and all the properties that I need or are they just overloading me with sugar? This is why I use Field of Greens. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code STU. One scoop, all your fruits and vegetables, six cups, every single day of fruits and vegetables. It's organic stuff. It's real stuff. It's not some fake mRNA crap from China. It's not going to hurt you. Fieldofgreens.com. What I noticed right away, how clear my skin got within a week. Almost immediately felt the energy boost. The energy boost is awesome. You get up in the morning, you take your field of greens, you know that all the rest of the day you're taken care of. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Stu again. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Stu. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for Stu. So in the world of weight loss, people continue to fail. When you begin a diet, did you know that long-term failure rates are at 97%? I know that sounds discouraging, but it's the truth. Don't be afraid of it. But what can be done to make sure you succeed in your health and weight loss goals? Well, obviously, 
You don't have to look far to realize everyone has an opinion on how to lose weight and what is the best method to use. Is diet alone a good idea? What about exercise? How should you balance the two? And then there's the question of what kind of diet you should consume. That's a huge question. What is the best diet? Keto, paleo, raw food, intermittent fasting? It seems like all of these options contradict one another. What's the healthiest way to eat? Are, are fats good for you or are they bad for you? What about carbs? Are they truly evil? What about going vegan? Is eating plants the best way to go? If you're confused when it comes to all of this and it comes to nutrition in general, you're not alone. Over 78% of people are lost when it comes to this issue. And that's why Wade Lightheart, the president and co-founder of Bioptimizers, wrote a book about this subject. He and Bioptimizer CEO Matt Galliant have just released the new book entitled The Ultimate Nutrition System. You see, both of these men have strong opinions on which diets and methods work best to lose weight and get healthy. The two of them engaged in a healthy but spirited debate, and the result is this great new book. The conversation went something like this. Dude, keto is the greatest diet ever. The results are undeniable. I lost 64 pounds in 14 weeks. Look at my clients' transformations. It's how our bodies evolved. So that's what Matt Gallion said. Then Wade Lightheart replied back, Oh, yeah, bro? I won multiple national natural bodybuilding championships on a plant-based diet. I'm proof we don't need meat. So this argument raged on for years, and the truth is... Expert marketers are really preying on your desires for magic bullets and miracle fat loss solutions. They tell you that one magic potion or diet is all you need to make all your fat loss dreams come true. But no one has ever given a complete solution before. But that's about to change. If you get their book, Ultimate Nutrition System, today at ultimatenutritionsystem.com slash Peters. That's ultimatenutritionsystem.com slash Peters. And in the debate once and for all, Wade Lightheart joins us now to share more. Wade, welcome back to the Stu Peter Show, sir. Hey, great to be here as always and excited to end the diet wars forever. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a fascinating concept uh, that both of you wrote this book and you are both coming at it from completely different backgrounds and honest disagreements. So uh, did anybody give an inch or did it end with uh, you guys agreeing to disagree, but writing the book anyway? Yeah, actually, our differences is what exposed flaws within our own dietary strategies. And of course, over the last you know couple of decades, the role of genetics, nutrigenomics and epigenetics, that's a lot of fancy words, but it's basically how our body's genes react to our environment. In other words, what we eat, what we do, what we're subjected to. A lot of the things that you talk about, which are disrupting people's health and vitality today. Well, Matt and I came at this and said, hey, let's just abandon the idea that we know everything and say, assume that we don't know everything and start trading back strategies that work in different cases using science and experience. And with over 65 years of experience, we've been able to find a way to help anybody, regardless of their age, their genetics, their dietary preferences, their spiritual, psychological conditions or considerations, that they can find what's right for them. And that's really important as people have families that might have differences between dad and mom and the kids. They all have different needs and you get confused. 
And we are eliminating that confusion once and for all. Wow, that's great. So it, the book is uh, essentially uh, a roadmap, um, but there's different paths to get where you're trying to go. Basically, it comes down to this. We share the different goals that you want to achieve, whether that's losing weight or building muscle or being athletic or making your brain work well as you age or living long and living strong. And then we look at what's the right dietary strategy based on your social, psychological, spiritual, and emotional aspects, as well as the other aspects of science like genetics, epigenetics, biology, microbiome, and things like that. It's an all-encompassing book that virtually will eliminate all the confusion about any diets that you'll ever need. You don't need to read the whole thing. You just need to pick the things that's right for you and apply them, and they work. Wow, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Did I get that right? In the monologue, when I was uh, talking about the conversation you had where uh, Matt Gallion was like, keto is the best way. And you were like, no, I mean, I, I've won bodybuilding competitions on a plant-based diet. And that, by the way, is fascinating to me uh, because I've never, I've never even known that you could do that. You know, the conventional wisdom is you have to have the protein and meat uh, in order to, 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 what do they say, to, to, to see the gains, if you will. <laughs> Correct. And that was a, a great concept, which... I myself decided I wanted proof. Not that I have anything against meat eaters. It was like, here is a concept, a belief system. And I said, I want to challenge that belief. And I was able to do that successfully, not once, not twice, but three times over the span of two decades, even at 50 years old, to be able to compete at the world championships on a plant-based diet in the sport of bodybuilding. That's not to brag. It's just to show that a lot of the things that we believe aren't necessarily true. And they're not necessarily true for you, but they may be preventing you from living your best life. I do think that's something to brag about, though. I, and I think the audience would agree. But I appreciate your, your humility. I, I, I really do. Uh, okay, so the book, again, Ultimate Nutrition System. Um, did you guys, so you, are you still a believer in the plant-based over the keto? Or did Matt Galliant change your mind? Or did you change his mind? See, that's a classic case that people think that there's one dietary strategy that's right you can pick any diet if it fits your macros paleo keto plant-based it doesn't matter if you know how to optimize that diet for your genetics there are going to be aspects of your life that you might have you might be really good at absorbing some things you might be really bad at absorbing others you might have particular genetic factors that makes it more predisposed for you to gain muscle or to lose bone mass and if you don't understand these things, putting a one-size-fits-all diet strategy like this type of diet or this type of diet or that type of diet, which we see year after year, is going to work for maybe 8, 12 weeks, and then the suboptimal pieces are going to rear its head and you're going to be back to where you started and maybe worse than before. And the science says that. Most people that begin a diet end up gaining all the weight back within three years. And that's just got to end. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I feel like you're, you're, I think you, I feel like you're preaching directly to me here, honestly. Uh, uh, so when people go to ultimate nutrition system.com slash Stu Peters, uh, that that's where they can get, uh, that's where they can get this book, correct? They're going to get this oh, wonderful wow. book and wow. don't let the size of it determine because you're just going to pick the things that's right for you inside it. We've got the different tests that you might want to take, which strategy you want to do. It can apply to your kids. It can apply to your spouse. It can apply to your grandparents. Maybe they're aging and losing their brains. There's strategies in it for them. And that way it becomes an all-encompassing way so that you never get tricked again 
by a good sounding system that works for a while or works for your friend. Wow. It's what works for you that counts. So the ultimate nutrition Bible, the ultimate nutrition Bible, but you can go to ultimatenutritionsystem.com slash Stu Peters uh, and get the book today. Uh, Wade Lightheart, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. And congratulations on this book. I hope everyone gets it. and I hope it's a, a massive success. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your support. All righty. Yes, sir. Folks, that's all the time we have today for this edition of the Stu Peters Show. My name is Paul Harrell. It's been a thrill and a pleasure and an honor to guest host for Stu. Have a great evening. Look around at what's going on right now. Banks are collapsing all over the place. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. They say taxpayers won't pay. They say that other banks will pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? They'll probably raise your bank fees like they always do. And if the Fed steps in, you'll likely also be paying an inflation tax. In times like this, storing all of your money in a bank may be very risky, as we have seen. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Protect your wealth with gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now. Call 855-706-GOLD to learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD.